0: Hello beautiful optimism explorers. It's a bitterly cold wet day here and I'm honestly I'm shivering a little bit because I'm too tight to turn on the heating but I'm not allowing it to upset my mood. Hot chocolate with chocolate biscuits for breakfast which is very naughty and totally did not need those calories but so what it's not like I'm going anywhere. Nobody's going to see me except you, and you know, you can't see below about here. (laughs) Today, I want to talk about common sense. Oh, things get more exciting by the minute. I know it sounds not very fun, but I think it's the most important thing. In my pursuit of optimism, I frequently found myself accused of lacking optimism, mostly when I'm applying common sense to a particularly emotive subject. It's kind of ironic, as I believe it is the decline of common sense which has been the biggest lightning strike to my own optimism. It's as if the very act of questioning the intricacies of narratives that have become part of our daily lives is somehow perceived as pessimism or some other kind of ism. On the contrary, I've come to realise that injecting a healthy dose of common sense into the conversation might just be the most optimistic step we can take. After all, it's not cynicism to ask a question. It's a quest for clarity in a world where those wanting power and control are thriving on confusion. I'm not a brilliant mind, a huge brain of academia. I'm a reasonably bright individual with an abundance of common sense. That is my one and only very boring talent. My superpower, I like to think of it. (laughs) At its very essence, optimism for me is the difference between trying and not. It's not all hearts and flowers and unicorns. It's not being permanently cheerful and positively peppy about everything, as some many seem to expect. It's, it's just not giving up. It was Andy Dufresne in The Shawshank Redemption who said it best. Um, he said, I guess it comes down to a simple choice, really. Get busy living or get busy dying. Obviously, he delivered it much better because he's a brilliant actor, and I'm not—not one of my talents. In today's world, it's becoming increasingly apparent that common sense, our once staunch companion of ordinary decision making, is in danger of extinction. For the past two decades, we've been on an information overload. Simplicity is now viewed as too simple, and pragmatism as unfeeling. Efficiency is often overshadowed by elaborate, meaningless, circuitous narratives, and the consequences are frustratingly, frustrating, frustration, costly, and as is regularly now plain to anyone who can see, really emotionally damaging. In fact, I'm often accused of being cold or unfeeling because I don't allow emotion to rule my life. Bad things happen. Hearts get broken, wars rage, people get sick. Pain is a part of life. Instead, my approach is to work the problem. Work on the things I can do something about and put aside the things I can't because I don't have the time to worry about them. I'm someone who tends to put those things in a box on a shelf in my mind to look at later when I have the time to face it properly. And I do, I do face it, I don't leave it sitting there and never address it but you know it's gotta wait its time. Common Sense, historically our trusted compass for navigating life's complexities seems to have been replaced by a rather unhelpful obsession with feelings and in the process some are struggling to make even straightforward decisions. They get so lost in how they feel or importantly how others make them feel even if the other people don't even know they exist. Everything else is obscured. We've even seen it in the House of Commons Politicians screaming at each other across the house in tears in some cases. It used to be that you could understand a candidate's platform based on a few key points. Political discourse was based on policy. Now it's become an exercise in emotionally driven PR, spin, and of course purity. One must sell the illusion of a pure heart and clean living, which is one reason I could never go into politics. You must be emotionally in touch with the public, be able to empathise through personal experience with the man on the street, because if you can't, how could you possibly make an effective decision about border security or what the country can afford to invest in education or healthcare? Spin any narrative that emotionally buys the vote. What message gets the pink vote or the green vote or the red or yellow or blue vote? However, because many of those narratives are based on a specific group's feelings, they often contradict each other and it leaves people scratching their heads, wondering if they're missing something vital or if there's any actual substance behind the words at all. In the realm of technology and services, complexity reigns supreme. Think about the last time you tried to understand your mobile phone or energy bill or navigate an automated customer service line. It's as if they're designed to frustrate and bewilder, leaving you with a growing sense of helplessness. When was the last time you made a decision to buy something without searching for reviews from other consumers, even something small, because we no longer trust our own decision-making process? The loss of common sense can be attributed to various factors, such as the rise of specialism. While expertise is obviously essential, It often results in jargon-heavy communication that leaves the average person feeling not a little mystified. Look at the recent pandemic and all the scientists with their different takes on it. Our governments could shape the narrative to be as complex as possible, based, of course, in science, emotionally manipulating the population, making them more afraid and therefore more biddable. You can then give them a strapline of easy instructions to which your aim is that they breathe a sigh of relief and become deliciously compliant. There's a cultural shift towards word salad, as if using more words, the bigger the better, equates to sounding more sophisticated and so more correct or important as if they believe that if you can't understand something, it must be profound. It's all in the event of a fiscal conundrum. The juxtaposition of our multi-pronged strategies will undoubtedly necessitate a re-evaluation of something. The current top of the leaderboard for word salad is definitely vice president of the United States, Kamala Harris. If there were a category for it, the woman could be an Olympian. And of course, lest we forget, there's poor leadership, those in senior positions who have no true understanding of either administration or the abilities of the technology they have under their management. I've seen it so many times, arrogance and lack of knowledge, the ridiculous belief that complexity equals sophistication, leading to the development of solutions that are unnecessarily intricate, hugely expensive and often ineffective. Take healthcare. The waste in the UK's NHS budgets is insane. NHS commissioning, purchasing, investment in staff to deliver areas such as EDI or sustainability or other such areas that have nothing to do with actual healthcare, rather than doctors, nurses and the best treatments. A lack of investment in preventative medicine, when you peel back the layers of complexity, it becomes clear. That the substance of the system is not focused on the patients, but rather on the endless administrative layers and exorbitant budgets. Or consider the financial industry, where the basic act of opening a bank account can involve a dizzying array of fees, terms, and conditions that would baffle a seasoned lawyer. The once straightforward process of managing your finances with the support of those with the expertise, has become a labyrinth full of oubliettes, trapdoors and definitely a bog of eternal stench. If you know, you know. Designed to extract hidden fees and obscure the true profit-driven cost of banking services. Even education, our young people are dragged through a confounding curriculum with ever-changing grading systems and over-testing but the basics of things like the three R's or discipline of critical thinking, problem solving, resilience building, or even enthusiasm for the future of our country and encouraging ambition are almost non-existent. And don't even get me started on online agreements, terms and conditions, cookies and privacy policies. How many users actually read anything they agree to online? It's like deciphering ancient hieroglyphics. And yet each time we agree, we sign our, away our rights to our data. <coughs> Meta. Sorry, that was naughty. <laughs> we like to believe we're free. But the truth is we're be, we've are we been plunged so deep into the spiralling abyss of customer service centres, tech support helplines and small print that we don't know what way is up anymore. And we mustn't forget all the isms. Allowing our emotions to override base reality is not good for humanity. Our emotions are powerful and volatile. You see it in those lacking control over their feelings, allowing anger, hate, fear, even love to override their responses to those around them. The instability is starting to show. The mental health crisis across the West particularly is immense. And you don't have to look far. Just put out a post on any remotely controversial subject and it won't matter what stance you take, you'll get a wildly over-emotional and extreme response because people are falling apart under the weight of this explosion of emotions taking over, with the loss of the framework of common sense to manage it. I poke the bear sometimes, posting things that are controversial, often unintentionally, I said something nice about Elon Musk yesterday and got a shot across my bow of bootlicker. <laughs> with relish. The smallest things will elicit a response from the unstable. It seems almost impossible to combat, doesn't it? But it's not. Common sense is the light at the end of the tunnel, the voice of reason that cuts through this emotional and irrational fog with direct language and puts people first. Injecting common sense into this absurdity is not just an option, it's the only genuine path to restoration of optimism. It's the belief that we can return to a world where reason triumphs, where the average person doesn't need a law degree to open a bank account or log on to a website. It's the realization that we can streamline life and make the world more accessible and equitable, where hard work and dedication are the drivers to success, and lazy entitlement is the fast track to failure, where investing in your community is its own reward and efforts to damage it will be penalised. Why do you think there are so many people looking to escape, struggling with everyday life, avoiding vital parts of the human experience such as parenthood, wanting off the grid? It's because this is all just too hard. I used to work for a military charity supporting wounded veterans into education and employment on transition from the military, or sometimes afterwards. I asked a client with PTSD once how he had ended up homeless. He said he'd been trained to pitch his tent, that it was second nature, but that the processes to access housing, the forms, the paperwork, the finances, was more than he could cope with at the time, and it was easier for him to just dig in. When we inject common sense back into our lives, we opt for people, for transparency. We choose systems and narratives that can be understood by the average person. We regain control and empower ourselves as individuals. The path to this brighter future starts with each of us demanding common sense from the systems and institutions that shape our lives. Our leaders need to take a stronger line on clearing the bureaucracy. We must challenge the needless complexity and ask for straightforward explanations, reject those who craft ridiculous narratives and pigeonhole us by the genetic fact of what we are rather than who we are as individuals and what we bring to the table. Common sense should be the guiding principle, not an afterthought. True innovation lies in making life more accessible. It's not just a quaint relic of the past. It's the cornerstone of a more optimistic future. It's a reminder that our substance is in more than just our feelings and certainly in more than our rights. It's in our responsibilities to ourselves, to our families, to our communities. So as we navigate this world of twisted logic and tangled narratives, let's remember that common sense is our ally. By injecting it back into our world, we can make it a place where our focus is on living, where people have the power to take control of their own lives, to participate and to thrive. Oh, and a a little gratitude for the freedoms you're afforded here wouldn't go amiss either in rekindling optimism for the future, a little pride in yourself and what it took society to get to this point. But mostly it's the common sense. Have a delicious rest of your day.